Oh my god, Chet! Hey! We're back! I would have never guessed. Oh, shit! (laughs) Another week, another episode of Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast. Yeah. You know what? I'm keeping that. I'm keeping it. Yeah, that's that's a catchy little... Yeah, cast you a little turn of a phrase. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, We are a podcast, a comedy podcast, ostensibly about nerd shit, uh, anime, movies, music, video games, uh, that kind of shit. You know, you know, drinking girls, etc., etc. I don't know about girls. Oh God, (laughs) Chet. We can talk about girls. I've got, (laughs) I've got PTSD from this weekend. Oh man, Uh, did you see what happened? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me back things up. As you may have noticed, there's no guest this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so our guest uh, kind of just missed our our arranged meeting time over the weekend. It was a little early for us, and it would have been less early for him normally, except we found out that he stayed up until damn near dawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was up really late, uh, and he just kind of missed it yeah but we're we're rescheduling with him another reschedule yeah another another, and just so you're aware at home i wanted to keep it a secret make it a surprise but it's the streamer destiny yeah yeah um we're gonna talk to him about video games and shit yeah but yeah moving forward going back to what happened this weekend (laughs) so i quoted a tweet and as i was explaining to chet before the podcast began i was fucking tanked on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I was drunk as fuck. It's the thing to do on Sundays. Yep. The Lord's Day. <laughs> Gotta get closer to God by getting drunk. Yeah. Jesus loves drunkards. Why why do you think his blood is wine then? Hmm? If you if you didn't want people drinking. Hey. I'm just saying. I'm asking the real questions, Chet. I'm asking the real questions. Yeah. You know, it, it, if you ask an actual scholar of the Bible, they will tell you that drinking is by no means a sin. Drunkenness like being belligerent that's where you get into trouble i mean because that's really where you get into trouble regardless yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. well that was me yeah. that was definitely me over the weekend all right then anyway. you, you crossed the line from fun into sin yeah and may god have mercy on your soul anyway continue uh, tell tell people yeah. what happened <laughs> okay so i quoted a tweet and i actually kind of feel bad about this <laughs> normally i don't feel any shame about this sort of shit but like i actually kind of feel bad i quoted a tweet uh about a guy and i think this is like a really dinky dorky thing to complain about when people complain about oh the art is being changed because not everybody likes gigantic anime titties in their face in a game or in any sort of media and like the tweet in question that you were quoting was criticizing an article saying that ivy was dressed too skimpily in soul Calibur six Yes. And he's basically saying like, oh, Japan's the only people that can save us from the SJW menace. <laughs> yeah, that's more or less that's more or less what it is. And normally like I I personally think that's like a real dorky thing to complain about. Yeah. Like uh okay. Like you really you're really going to be out here caping for like I don't know, a set of pixels, my dude. <laughs> These are pixels. You're not going to be able to fuck this ever. And yeah. like uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Until we enter the realm of Ready Player One, it ain't happening. Well, I hope that's never the case. I've seen, I've seen those trailers. I see what Cleveland looks like, wherever that fucking guy lives. Uh, Columbus. Columbus. It looks like shit. Yeah, it's yeah. 
It's not good. <laughs> I wouldn't want to live there. No. Fuck that. I mean, you can understand why everyone just kind of lives in the virtual world. Because if that's Columbus, like, <laughs> just imagine what Detroit is like. Just imagine what New Jersey <laughs> looks like. <laughs> oh, fuck. I couldn't. I couldn't. Imagine what kind of state the planet would have to be in where that many people have to occupy <laughs> middle America. Yeah. <laughs> Must be awful. Anyway, yes. I I quoted this tweet, the tweet of this dude, and I more or less said, like, this dude's never seen a woman in real life. Yeah. Uh, and the Japanese are the only people who can save me. I'm so lonely. Or I can that can save this. Yeah. I'm so lonely. So I quoted this tweet and I feel kind of bad because he uh, like I didn't realize that not only did he follow me uh, <laughs> that half the per- half the time I was arguing with the person I was arguing with somebody in the tweets and I didn't realize it was him until he pointed it out to me. <laughs> I was, I was, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, why the fuck is this dude so mad? And then at the end, like right at the end, he tells me like, yo, like I'm the one who wrote that tweet. And I was like, oh, God damn. That makes so much sense. Don't drink and tweet. (laughs) No, never. It's not a good idea. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. It was, I did, I was surprised. I, I was surprised. But what was even more surprising to me was the amount of people who actually came up to his aid. Like, yeah, I saw that and almost no one agreed with you there. I, I had a hard time even being like, eh, you know, you can just let him enjoy what he enjoys. <laughs> like, right? I thought it was funny. But I'm not going to, like, defend either of you in this case. I mean, like, I my whole thing is, like, that statement requires no defense, right? Yeah. It's me making fun of something that's been posted on the internet. Right. That's... Regardless of what I actually believe. <laughs> like, and I'm more aligned with you. Like, I don't fucking care. Right. But it's just a fucking dorky thing to say. Yeah. And so I made fun of it. Yeah, yeah. And so many people. <laughs> people I were mean, upset. En- enough people. People were upset. Yeah. And it was really fucking weird. How dare dare you touch my ivy it's really disconcerting when you when you think about like gamers as as a culture you gaming culture yeah and they so another the one of the things that i found that was super upsetting about this is like most of the people i'm sure that were tweeting at me were dick show fans right and he says way more wild and shit than i do yeah way more and for people to be caught in their feelings over that it just makes me realize that a bunch of people are like kind of pussies (laughs) when it comes to that kind of shit it's like you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth right you can't you can't on one hand say like oh you know like this shit's not offensive this shit's not offensive this shit's not offensive oh but video game titties yeah let me keep those yeah don't you dare think about it i will take out my my sword and shield (laughs) to defend ivy's titties stand back my lady it's it was I'll show this kid in what for. It it's like it it was astonishing to me. But anyway, uh it, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> people don't gotta, know. people are very defensive about their their pixelated titties. I mean like people are going to enjoy what they enjoy. I I accept both like hypersexualized characters, male and female, and realistic strong independent women characters you know like you should be able to have both and i feel like both sides 
are like, you know, one side is all women are thoughts and they should all be wearing nothing <laughs> for my, my visual pleasure only. And then the other side is, you know, you've been sexualizing women for so long. Women aren't allowed to have tits. It's like, yo, y'all can both chill. You can live side by side. You know, life ain't so black and white. But Yeah, and I'm sure we've talked about this before. Yeah. But my stance on it, for the most part, has been like, for the most people who are complaining about it probably aren't buying the games anyway. Right. So it's the game's not for you. It doesn't matter. So fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really, it amuses me so much how often, especially with video games on social media, how often you see people talking about a game and like being a fan of a game without ever having played it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say Overwatch kind of started this, but I feel like that's when I was first really aware of it. You see fan art of it, and it's like, that's not at all how this goes in the game. Like, why is Hanzo upset about losing his brother? He killed his brother. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, it's because... Hanzo was really Satan the entire time, and when he killed when he killed Genji, he realized that that was his only friend, and your, the all-loving god Winston reset the world, creating another moon. With another lunar base. With another lunar base. So they could all live happy, happily ever after. And that's, why, and that's why Reaper can fight alongside Soldier 76 again. Exactly. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, gaming communities. Yeah, okay, I, I will grant that. I Damn, I went hard on that dude, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was going fucking hard on that guy. I, I mean, like, chances are he's not going to be listening. But if you're listening, my dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is a rare apology. I yeah. Yeah, that was, I just went ham on him. And, uh yeah, I'm sorry, my dude. I I don't know, man. Yeah, I just oh my goodness. Either way, ga- yeah, gamers are soft as fuck. Yeah, actually, that reminds me of another very very mild controversy that I saw a couple days ago. So they revealed that uh, Bridget is the new character for Overwatch that everyone saw coming. It's uh, Torbjorn's daughter who was. She's also an engineer, but she's like, oh, I should be more healing engineer type thing. I haven't really played Overwatch in a minute, so I don't really know the details here. But she's a support class. But there were people (laughs) that were losing their minds complaining about how Bridget looked different in the the animated shorts that she was, like, revealed in before. Because she looked thicker, like, not fat by any means, but just like... Slim thick. Yeah, slim thick. Yeah. Slim thick with your cute ass. Yeah. And she was in dark lighting, so her skin looked darker. And then, like, in-game, where everything's brighter, and then her hair's up, and she's in armor. It's like, oh, it's just Mercy. And everyone's losing their shit. Like, they made her whiter. They just made her look like Mercy. Blizzard doesn't know how to design girls. Like, dog, chill. Oh, fucking <laughs> kill yourselves. Ah, I'm so... People... Ah, man... I can't even imagine, and this is this may be a personal flaw of mine, but like I legit can't imagine having that tied 
to my personality right. so much that I feel personally attacked when they make a new character and it turns out she's white. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't imagine having that be a core part of my being for me to even give close to a fuck about. I mean, I would say there's a couple of characters I would probably be a little bit upset about, like Storm from the X-Men. I'd be like, why would you take... The one black character from the main X Men. <laughs> it it's uh, no, she's she's from Africa, South Africa, right? <laughs> <laughs> she during apartheid, she really helped out the the white owners of the country. Yeah, there you go. Oh, God, she changed she changed her ways though. She's she's a good guy now, yeah. much much like Mystique. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like a character that wasn't even really tan in the first place. Yeah. And it's like, oh, now she's in better lighting, so she's kind of pale. Even though she has white parents? Like, (laughs) 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 what did y'all expect? (laughs) What's what's her last name? Is it like Torbjorn's daughter? Oh, yeah, I guess it would be, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Torb's daughter. Mm. Yeah, some Mm. shit. Some shit. That's yeah. a really, really clunky last name. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I don't know. Like, I I stopped playing Overwatch a while ago. I don't think that it's that much fun to play. Yeah, I enjoyed it for a while. I'm not really into shooters that much, but I liked that. You know, the characters had different kits. Like, it's not just. Okay, do you like the semi-auto or do you like the sniper rifle? Which do you prefer? No, they're actually different characters. But, I don't know. Once I got better at it, I had to take it more seriously because I don't like to lose. And my first couple games, I was just able to slam my dick on the keyboard and win. But then as people got better, then the game just got less amusing to me because I had to take it more seriously and then I had to spam the same characters because I was bad with the other ones and wasn't ready to get them to the same level. And then I just lost interest. Yeah, fair enough. I stopped playing it mainly because, like, I mean, a bunch of my friends still played it, but I, too, was tired of taking it more seriously. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. I want to have fun. And actually, I, I saw a, uh, it was a dumb, like, illustration, but it actually had a good point. And it was basically that back in the day in like old Counter-Strike days or even like Quake, you would have lobbies that would say pros only or noob learning matches or knives only and whatever. And you could pick what you wanted to do based on these lobbies. You could say, oh, I want a serious game. I'm going to the pro only lobby or like I just I've played 30 games today i just want to check out i'm doing knives only and like you you could choose what kind of game experience you would get just out of being in this lobby a lot of games have kind of done away with that just with their matchmaking system like i know there's custom lobbies but they're barely used i think you're right i mean the last time i saw custom matchmaking or even matchmaking in general was in PUBG, but those are all custom games for people with private servers. Right. And, and I haven't seen them before that in a, a very long time. Other games still do have that. Like Dota has that. I'm assuming League has it. I don't actually know for sure. Um, of I'm, course, Counter-Strike still has right. it. Right, Counter-Strike still runs on that. But 
most games have essentially done away with that to the point where you don't really find matches when you're doing those custom lobbies. Like you can't just say, I want to create a custom lobby of a lower skill level because I want to try out a new hero. Instead, it's okay. I'm going to jump into matchmaking and someone's going to get mad at me because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, exactly. That's, that, that's it. Like you can't try out your dumb build or a new character or whatever that it's been taken away. And then, yeah, I think some of the fun factor has been stripped away from online gaming because of that. Like you have to take it seriously. You can't just jump in and just fuck around. Not in the same way you used to be able to. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I, I, maybe it's a cost saving measure so they don't have randos spinning up dumb servers for nothing. But at the same time, a server instance shouldn't cost much at all. Right. That's like such a fraction of computing power. Like yeah. if you're already running a hundred thousand simultaneous games, if 10,000 of those are fucking around, who cares? Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's not super fun <laughs> yeah it just kind of gets stale after a while yeah in my opinion i'm yeah. sure i know there are still plenty of people playing it people yeah. that are really there's enjoying even the game. a league hey <laughs> yeah that was pretty recent yeah they spun that up maybe two months ago yeah something like that i had a few friends go out for that like people traveled to to attend it oh <laughs> excuse me no way yeah no way <laughs> are you you're not gonna tell me uh all right if you're that gonna, into the game, then... Yeah, I was going to say, like, you're not going to tell me that the experience in the arena is better than just sitting at home and watching it. But if you like being in the crowd, yeah. then that's that's going to make a big for, difference. For me, it's a huge thing. Like, Evo final ti- finals tickets are expensive, but I'll do it every time because... Being right there and like feeling literally you can feel the crowd with how hype it is. Yeah. I bet that arena still stinks. No, it's such a huge arena because it's actually meant for real live sports events. Uh huh. That it's very well ventilated. Hey. It's, it's not that bad. And like it's got a massive ceiling and everything. That stink has plenty of room to travel. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. Yeah, but those are the, the ballrooms where the main tournament takes place, however. Mm. <laughs> by by Saturday night, gets a little crusty in there. <laughs> oh, disgusting. Yeah. All right, Chet. You remember last time how I promised a format? <laughs> yeah. I lied. Well, I mean, I we're just lie. Tr- we're just keeping you on your toes. I just, you know what? I I said like, oh, we're gonna have a guest. This is gonna be easy to set up a format. Yeah, I'm just gonna. It's gonna just work itself out. Yeah, Holy boy. But that's not the case. Nope, not the here. case at all. So uh, today I brought in a little game. All right, what you got? Uh, we're gonna play uh, real or fake anime. Okay. Uh, Samurai Jack the Face Ripper recommended something like this. And I think it's a fun game. Rather than doing it with fanfic, we're just going to do it with anime descriptions that I find off of, like, my anime list or some shit. Oh, man. Have you... Do you ever look at some of that stuff? Like, the worst-rated animes? (laughs) Only when looking for stuff for anime hostage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. We need to bring that shit back. Yeah. Oh, man. These would have been great picks for anime hostage. Hmm. Hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> huh. Strange. 
All right. Uh, so, so what's the plan here? You read the description and I have to tell you if it's a real anime or not? Yes, exactly. All right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, God. I expect some weird shit. So, uh, I'm embarrassed to even say some of this shit out loud. <laughs> That's, uh, That's the best. That is the best. Like, you had to put this down on a piece of paper for this. Yeah. You spent yeah. ink on this. Yeah, I did. It was a, probably a mistake, but we'll find out. Well, here we are. Let me find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Yamato is a young boy with a terrible secret. He's obsessed with breasts, but he's never seen or touched them in real life. Until one day, a chance encounter with a giant egg from another dimension changes his luck. Tomoko, a young, supple witch, hatches from the egg and promises to grant one wish. Yamato wishes for a pair of big breasts for him to touch for the first time. The witch grants his wish and disappears. To his surprise... He suddenly grows his own. Now Yamato has two terrible secrets. How will he hide them during the family trip to the hot spring? Will he... Will he be able to keep himself from playing with them in class? How will he ever find the witch? (laughs) Um, Damn. It's like, it's so idiotic that it could be real. But it's such a shit premise that I feel like it can't be an actual thing. Like it's it's it it it's a very short lived premise. Like you can't do more than an hour with this. It's got to be an OVA if it's real. Uh, I mean, I didn't look at how many. Oh, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that confirms that it's real. Fuck. Just kidding. It's fake. Oh damn it! it swerved. <laughs> I what I should have said. Uh, I didn't think about. I didn't think about this beforehand. But I should have said at the top, like I didn't know how many episodes were in any of these. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, that one was one that I made up. That all right? That you you pick good names too, because like Tomoko is always like a name that's associated with tits for some reason. <laughs> Every oh, Tomoko shit. in anime history is either a source of fan service. Or fan service. I I actually went to an anime name generator. Nice. <laughs> nice. And I just picked random names. All right. Oh, boy. They have male names and female names. Yeah, nice. All right. All right. So here's the second one. Hobbies are often a great way of meeting new people, but how could Kakeru Diachi, who collects rare juice cans, have ever suspected he'd meet a fascinating new girl when he attempted to drink her? Naming her Melon because she's got great melon soda. Kakeru quickly learns that she's an Akikan, a beautiful girl who's also a special can created to fight other Akikans in a strange experiment to determine what kind of container is better, <laughs> steel or aluminum. What? Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> again, that's too stupid of a premise to be fake, but this one could could actually... This... this you can actually get a series out of that. So I'm going to go with this is real. Okay. Okay. See, I'm learning. I'm learning things here. Got to got to come up with better premises in the future. Yeah. Now, now on to the last one. Oh, that one is called Akikan. 
Okay. okay. Um, that's definitely a real anime. That's so stupid. <laughs> because she's got great melon soda. <laughs> April 6th, 2011. That was the day that 15-year-old Yu Sato was knocked unconscious while reaching for a half-priced bento, a prepackaged meal sold at the supermarket. By the time he woke up on the ground, all the bento boxes were gone. <laughs> He left the supermarket hungry and in pain, only for the same thing to happen the next day. What? You soon learned that, in the world of bento, discounted bentos are sacred and highly sought after. <laughs> and in order to get one, you need to fight your way to the top. The bento brawls are fought by experienced fighters known as wolves, <laughs> who leave the inexperienced and weak dogs like him lying on the ground in defeat. In a world where the weak are left hungry and only the strong can dine, you must train under the guidance of the silver-haired ice queen, Sen, Sen Yarizui, to become a bento-eating wolf himself. Just buy a different lunch. Damn, son. Right? Uh, it's like you can purchase curry. Oh, here's a little thing I appended to it. Uh, as it turns out, the ice queen is Satan. <laughs> and and you was devil man the whole time oh so God. when 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 it comes time for you to confront the ice queen she says well if we fight i'm just gonna kill you yeah, yeah. and then in the process of killing you she destroys the entire planet and then god uh mm. sees what's going on but before he can do anything uh well, what's her name sen uh is crying over Yu's body because she realizes that Sen was her only friend. Yes. And yes. then God resets the world, uh, and God in this case is a giant bento box. As as he would be, yes. Yes. And he creates another moon base <laughs> where Winston can roam free. Uh that as that one's dumb, but that one feels real. Okay. Alright, well, yeah, it's real. That God. one is called Bento. Just bento? Yeah. All right, why not? Yeah, I just Googled uh, worst anime plots. <laughs> that's good. That's a good way to do it. God damn. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. Yes. Okay, I've... I've I'll get you next week, because I know of a manga plot that is the dumbest thing that I have ever heard. And, uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Works for me. Works for me. You watch anything? Not really. Not that I can think of. We did watch the first episode of B. I forgot the full title to it. The beginning. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's right. The beginning. <laughs> uh, it's just the B movie in anime form. It's on Netflix. Just go check it out. <laughs> uh, that that was actually pretty sick. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, I only watched that one episode, but same actually. It's uh, it's looks to be interesting. The animation's pretty good, and uh, it's done by Netflix, or at least distributed by them. Yeah, it's really hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw a tweet encapsulating our conversation from the last episode where we were talking about Netflix original series and them like licensing things, but branding them as Netflix original series. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I'll tweet about that. Yeah. Yep. How topical. Quite. But yeah. 
in any case, looks pretty cool. Yeah, at least from the first episode. Yeah. See? Definitely interesting. Yeah. I'm going to continue to check it out. Uh, Samurai Jack posted a trailer for the new Lost in Space series. Oh, I didn't see that. That shit looks cool as fuck. Oh, man. It looks like high, it looks super high budget. All right. And it, it looks like a lot of fun. All right. Yeah. I'm going to definitely watch the fuck out of it on April 13th. Uh-huh. I, I, I take it they're going to do another sort of uh, lighthearted, campy approach? No. Oh. Or, mm, it's not like campy. It's definitely not campy. Okay. There might be some comedy in there. Sure. But it's darker. Oh, it okay. looks like anyway. All right. Because, I mean, Lost in Space, that's Danger Will Robinson, right? Like, yes. Uh, okay, yeah. All yeah. right. I'm surprised that they're taking a more adult approach to that. But if it looks good, then, hey, I hope yeah. it is. I just I can't wait to read some of the backlash on the internet. Yeah. Because one of the, the I assume it's um the oldest son's girlfriend is black she's like wow <laughs> i want to see what the backlash on that looks you like mean the black lash <laughs> uh yeah that actually reminds me we haven't talked about have you seen the trailer to the reboot movie or series i don't know i think it's a movie reboot as in like reboot yeah with holy the fuck. bad cg and everything yeah okay if you have <laughs> Uh, you know, I recommend just take a, take a minute, just watch this trailer so you can be mad about it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pause the episode and I'm going to watch it right now. Yeah. All right. So I just watched the trailer. Uh, that looks awful. <laughs> uh, it looks like it should be code Lyoko instead of reboot. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense why they needed the reboot license to do that. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Like they could have. They could have made their mediocre Disney Channel-esque movie without tarnishing the already mediocre name of Reboot. I didn't really like Reboot as a kid. Just throwing <gasps> that out there. But uh, <laughs> uh, but that movie looks so much worse than the show ever was. Yeah. The, the CG just looks busted. Yeah. And I mean, I think they were using like the nostalgia of it to not have to do a high budget cg portion to it but it just oh. looks bad yeah it just looks terrible they should be embarrassed that looks so bad yeah i mean it's just it looks like one of those canadian tax movies <laughs> like it looks like something uwe bowl would put out so if you're not familiar at home what uwe bowl used to do uwe bowl i don't know how the fuck to yeah, say yeah his i've name. heard his, it pronounced so many different ways (laughs) basically what he would do is in germany they would offer tax incentives if you were filming movies there Mm -hmm. and he would just go film whatever jack shit and then he would end up making more money from the tax incentives than anything right like he would do these low budget kind of bullshit films and Make a bunch of money off of them, oftentimes while pissing on your favorite franchises. Yes, and this seems like this seems like an instance of that. Yeah, but in Canada, because it's got terrible, terrible everything. Yeah, even the acting is bad in the trailer. 
Like, if you can point out bad acting in a trailer, like, this is going to be dog shit. <laughs> yeah. It looks like it stars a bunch of people from, like, Lifetime or Hallmark original movies, one right. of those channels. It looks terrible. It doesn't <laughs> look good. Yeah. And, I, like, like I said, I, I wasn't really into Reboot as a kid, so I don't feel, like, I don't feel insulted by this. It just looks terrible. So... Okay, it is a Canadian live action yeah. thing made by YTV. YTV. Oh, that's apparently it's a TV show. Oh, and it's not a movie. Okay, that's less bad. Yeah, I guess. That's so stupid. Yeah, it is. I mean, it just looks like shit. I'm like I had said, it should have just been Code Lyoko. They would have done better with that because Reboot had nothing to do with the outside world. Yeah. Megabyte is back though. I liked Megabyte as a villain. Right, right. I mean, I I like the show in general. I thought that shit was cool, but it wasn't it wasn't very good. I'll admit that. Yeah, YTV is apparently like a uh, Canadian Nickelodeon. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's it was destined to be dog shit. Yeah, kind of. They should have just made VR Troopers. Oh man, that, yeah, that show. I really enjoyed it and never watched it. <laughs> Maybe Big Bad Beetleborgs. Yeah. Man. Big Bad Beetleborgs. <clears throat> Do you remember all those terrible early 3D shows like Butt Ugly Martians? No, I don't remember that one. Oh, that one was bad. I never really watched that at all. Like when the CG is so bad, it's a turn off as a kid. Like. Yo, that's it's it's a bad look. <laughs> oh, you know what? Looking at this picture, yeah, I have seen this before. Yeah, Ugh, that was stupid. And then there was like Terrible. Max Steel. Max Steel, I remember that was also very very bad. That's that's the one where he flew around in the Osprey, right? Yes, and then he goes like reverse Super Saiyan. He starts out blonde with like kind of spiky hair. Yep. And then when he goes into Max Steel mode, it's like, oh, now I look like Sean Connor. <laughs> Max Steel. Yeah. God, that's terrible. That's frightening and terrible. Yeah. There, there was a, it was, a, it was a dark time in TV shows. Yeah, it certainly was. God, I forgot just how ugly. <laughs> Not ugly merchants. <laughs> oh, this is bad. Or the Donkey Kong Country TV show? No oh. good. No good. No Awful. Good. <laughs> Man. Okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop going down this dark, dark realm of memory lane. Ah, okay. 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 Going back to video game talk. Uh, I beat Fez over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Or yesterday, actually. I beat Fez. Okay. I think I got 200 some odd percent or less than that. Something, some, something over 100%. Yeah. I got 64 cubes. It was a fun game. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really interesting sort of gimmick that it runs on. Like, yeah. it's, if you haven't seen the game, it's a 2D platform game, but you can rotate the map and it changes like your perspective of it and it changes how you have to get through the stage. Yeah, it's pretty, it's interesting to a certain degree. Um, yeah. The gimmick gets a little bit tired after a few hours of it. I believe that. And 
the puzzles in it. I don't like any puzzles where you have to go outside of the game to solve it, right? There are a few QR codes in there, and it's like, I don't want that. I don't (laughs) like, if I need to bring out my phone or if I need to do anything else outside of the game to solve the puzzle, I don't care for it. Yeah, I I, I think that's a... a cool spin on some of the puzzles like that there's real life stuff involved with it but i also understand like why can't i just play the game and not worry about outside tools yeah yeah and with that specific puzzle there's a way to solve it without using a qr code scanner Mm -hmm. but i just didn't care to find out okay um and also like a clock puzzle where essentially you're waiting for a clock to strike midnight on four different hands. One, it turns midnight like every minute or something like that. Mm. The other, it turns midnight every hour. The next one is every 12 hours or every 24 hours at midnight. Mm. And the last one is every seven days. Oh, wow. And you have to go and you have to fuck with your system clock in order to get all of them at one time. Right. And that's also something that I don't like doing. Yeah, that reminds me of... There was a, a, a super secret... There were two secret bosses in Undertale. One of which was just kind of asinine. And like you just have to walk around a bunch until you just get this encounter. The other one was intentionally buried so the the hidden the hidden hidden boss was called so sorry and the basic background for it was that undertale was a kickstarted game and if you paid some absurd amount of money you could get a a character put in as a boss and you know you get you submit a design for them and then they turn that into a sprite and you know you can talk about its personality whatever you're designing this boss top to bottom And it's going to be actually in the game. Well, one of the people that actually did that was a huge furry fetish artist. Actually, I'm not sure if he's an artist, but either way, what he submitted was his fursona. And the other art (laughs) that exists for this character is all like this dragon taking a big ass dick up the butt. And then, like, now this character, this his persona that has a bunch of fetish-ass art out for it is now in this game that's not in any way, like, intended for mature audiences. Like, there's some kind of horror themes to it deep in the game, but, like, the game's not explicit. And then there's this, this fetish character. So the creators were like, uh, we don't really know what to do with this. So they just made it really, really hard to fight them. Like just to even see the characters. So what you have to do is you have to sign, read the sign in the art club room when the computer's clock is set to October 10th at 8 p.m. And you have to be at a certain point in the game. But there's basically no way to know this. Like it's got to be a certain day out of the year. <laughs> And at a certain time, and you have to read a random sign in a random room after you've reached a certain point in the game. But of course, people manage to to break into the source code. They've realized, oh, there's an encounter that happens for whatever reason 
through this very specific means. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, then you can fight this weird, shy dragon thing. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and there's nothing really special <laughs> about the fight, too. It's just like, okay, it's it's another boss. It's, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, no boss fights in Fez. Tell you that much. Oh, uh, I was enlightened about something regarding Fez. What's that? Apparently, there was a sequel that was supposed to come out, huh. and whoever created the game, uh, Phil Fish, like threw a tantrum or something, and then just decided not to release it. <laughs> and I was I was thinking about it, and I was just like, I don't know that people would be clamoring for a sequel to this game. Like it's neat and it's kind of novel, but. It's not that good. Right. It's uh, I wouldn't like cry myself to sleep if a sequel didn't come out. I mean, granted it's been fucking 5 years at this point. <laughs> but I I think that I would play a sequel. I would probably buy it on sale if it were on Steam like a Steam sale or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I it's not it's not good enough to like kind of just even be mildly upset about maybe back in 2013 it was like i don't know maybe i'm just not that into video games yeah i mean games that are founded on kind of novelty tend not to really have long staying power like they don't, you don't really have a bunch of replayability if your game is based on a gimmick and that definitely extends to sequels Like, unless you're doing a different gimmick or unless it's such a drastic improvement over its predecessor, it's kind of no point. Yeah. I I don't know. We were were talking about Dynasty Warriors the other day, and any individual Dynasty Warriors game is fine, but there's like 40 of them. Yeah. (laughs) And they're all pretty similar. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, there's only so many times you can re-release the same thing, and yeah, yeah, and I'm sure, like, if you really wanted to get down to it, you could probably get some new puzzle methods, puzzle solving methods out of that game. Yeah, but it's like I'd, I'd be surprised if people really care all that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah, the the game looked interesting, but it struck me mostly as a novelty. You know, it's not like there's a a rich combat system that you gotta go through. <laughs> it's just a lot of platforming. Yeah. Oh. But and it's in 3D. The music is cool. That's good. Really like the music. One of the levels I fucking hated. Yeah. It was the Game Boy inspired level. Because the colors, I don't know what it was, but I was looking at it. Maybe it has to do with my eyes. Mm. My eyes. Uh, My brand. (laughs) uh, Maybe it's just the colors that were layered on top of each other. And everything, it just, it made everything look too samey for me. Mm. And it started to hurt my eyes after a little while. It's like, God damn, this sucks. Yeah, all right. It's very monochromatic. Gotcha. It was inspired like after the old Game Boy graphics. Yeah, we've come a long way. A very long way. Uh, so let's get into questions from the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Yeah. So Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks, if you could revamp any game franchise, either one that's dead and gone or an existing one, and it would guarantee, be guaranteed to be a hit, 
Which one would you choose? And then he says, I'd like to see Battletoads, Earthworm Jim, Duke Nukem, or Kid Chameleon. And Chronophagia says, Time Splitters. Personally, I mean, it, the, the series that I want to see thrive more than anything is Mega Man, just because I loved just about every game. And I feel like I feel like Capcom's just done them dirty so much lately. Like they, the first real, real insult was when they put the the bad box art Mega Man and Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Like that, <laughs> that felt like such a slap in the face. And that was also right after they had canceled Mega Man Universe. Ugh, I was upset. But yeah, I think that's my number one: Battletoads or Double Dragon. I would love either of those. I want to see more Castlevanias. I mean, pretty much any good series from back in the day, I would I would take a million sequels for. You know, I think I would fuck with a nice River City Ransom. That was another one that I was thinking about saying. <laughs> <laughs> that That's a lot of fun. Yeah, there was River City Underground that came out about this time last year. Yeah. And that game was fun, but buggy as shit so <laughs> it's very flawed i think i would also probably choose like mass effect oh okay if they could redo it make it good again right if they could just take away that last game <laughs> the last two games it was the last two right yeah, uh, yeah. three and then andromeda, andromeda. yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah those last two if they could just take them back redo them because the first two were pretty tight Mm-hmm. Not to say that the third one was bad. It's just that the, all the controversy surrounding it, it kind of fucked it up. Yeah. But I liked it. It was enjoyable. Never actually but played any of those games. They're fun. They're fucking fun. Yeah. I I, probably a lot of choices. Should. I always punch out the reporter. Always. <laughs> you always do it. Because fuck her. There you go. Spit Fury Fire asks, My dad always argues that cheese doesn't belong on burgers. He's a vile heretic, right? Nope. Dietary issues like Denzel's notwithstanding. Uh, I mean, my my crippling dietary disability <laughs> aside, uh, your dad is a vile heretic and he should feel bad. <laughs> cheese goes on burgers. Are you fucking kidding me? Now, if you want to argue some shit like jam doesn't go on a burger, that's fine. Mm. Uh, maybe... Uh, like tartar tartar sauce doesn't go on a burger. Oh, right? I don't know about on a burger. I can I can see that on a fish sandwich. Yeah, which I don't know. I'm not really big on fish sandwiches anyway. So yeah. I would I would even argue that whatever spread that fucking In and Out puts on burgers doesn't belong on burgers. It's like Thousand Island with relish. It's like um, isn't is Thousand Island ketchup and mustard combined? No, it's it's basically like ketchup mayo. Or ketchup and mayo, excuse yeah. me. And it, no, that's that's Russian dressing is ketchup and mayo. I forget exactly what Thousand Island is, but it's basically ketchup and mustard anyway. Ketchup and mayo. Or mayo, yeah, 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 yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that doesn't belong on burgers. There are a lot of things that don't belong on burgers. I also think that there, you have a lot of room to fuck with a burger. Like, I have had jam on a burger, and... If you have the correct ingredients complementing it, like a little sweetness on a burger can go a long way. Yeah, I agree. You know what? I actually had a burger with, uh, what was it, fig? A fig fig preserves. Oh, okay. Yeah, on it. 
and it was pretty cool. All right. But I mean, I would still argue that no, you shouldn't put that shit on a burger. <laughs> yeah. But for, as for... the Kamisama Nobaga himself, I'll allow it. There you go. I okay, so I'm going to agree with your dad what just in one instance. There was a while when I did not like cheeseburgers at all. I would much prefer a regular ass burger with no cheese. But I found out later that's because I hate American cheese. I <gasps> I cannot do American cheese cuz it's not even real cheese. It's like just plastic pressed into orange slices. But give me provolone, pepper jack, mozzarella, swiss, give me an actual cheese and I'm down. That's where I'm good. And so like I'll only get cheeseburgers at restaurants, not at like fast food joints, because fast food joints will do American pretty much strictly, and I can't stand it. It barely even melts properly; <laughs> it just becomes liquid. <laughs> but give me a real cheese, and I'm down. And then your father becomes a vile heretic. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, American cheese goes so well on like a nice chili burger. Oh, chili cheeseburger. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, give me pepper jack. Give me Ooh. Give me provolone. Ooh, chili cheese dog, buddy. Uh, uh, I can't oh, do it. Fuck. I, can't, I can't do American cheese. Uh, well, fair enough. <laughs> yep. I guess it's because like, I never really grew up with it. And like I was a really big fan of mozzarella, uh, Colby Jack, and like basically into Jack cheese. Those those two kind of carried me through my my adolescent years, and American was never a part of my life, and I I can't do it. So I can't say that I love American cheese, but it's definitely got its place. I agree that it's got its place. I just avoid that place, <laughs> <laughs> and that place is not on top of apple pie. Whoa! Fucking kill yourself. I sink that. You fucking do it. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> I seen that and I don't get why. <laughs> Nobody should. Yeah, yeah. Juice Campbell asks, What is your guy's favorite boss fight from any video game? Mine is probably Asriel from Undertale because of how colorful and flashy it is and how good that boss theme is. Gwyn from the original Dark Souls is also a personal favorite. Then Samurai Jack comes in with some of his, like Jaws, Mike Tyson from Punch Out. M. Bison from Street Fighter 2, Ragnaros from WoW, The End from Snake Eater, and his most hated is uh, trying to land on the aircraft carrier from Top Gun on the NES. Mm. Which I have to agree with that one, because fuck that game, but especially fuck landing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Azrael flight was pretty hype, because, like, he's such a nice guy. <laughs> Like, he's such a nice dude, and he doesn't want to fight, and you don't want to fight him, but it's like, yo, if we got to throw down, I'm throwing down. I'm going to kill your ass. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a it was a rather emotional fight with a good-ass theme. You know, I don't have any in mind, would you believe? A lot of the time, I find boss encounters very tedious. I could see that. Especially in JRPGs, dog. Like, I don't know, you're playing fucking Final Fantasy 7 and you're just trying to run through some bosses or uh, 
god damn legend of dragoon yeah the final boss takes like an hour and a half to beat yeah shit like that really really turns me off from certain jrpgs like i never played any persona games because i was watching some friends play and that just a regular boss fight like not even last boss status but a regular boss fight took like half an hour and, and they weren't like under leveled or anything. It was just a fucking grind. I'm like, this doesn't seem enjoyable. Yeah. I guess that's all I think of when I think of boss fights is JRPGs and like having a shitty time with them because there are definitely games with bosses in them, like Enter the Gungeon has bosses. Right, right. But it's like, uh, I don't recall many of them. Gotcha. So I, it's not that I don't like any. I'd have to just go through and replay a bunch. It's not something that I've thought about in a very long time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I would say that since you brought up Final Fantasy Seven, the very, very last fight with Sephiroth, like after you beat Safer Sephiroth, was super cool. Like when I was playing that as a kid and it's like, okay, now we're down to the one-on-one fuck my angel form fuck this demon form it's just you and me motherfucker we're fighting <laughs> so you like the story it was telling basically like okay. that the whole like the whole game kind of revolves around cloud and sephiroth like and their clashes and you know how he's messing with his memories and he kills Arius, and like he's always been out of reach and now it's like okay now it's just you and me we're fighting and on top of that <laughs> Do you see your limit just gradually building? But also on top of that, I never unlocked Omni Slash in my first playthrough because I was a kid and I didn't go bother with like the battle circuit. So that was my first time seeing Omni Slash. Oh, I I had such like I was so hyped for that moment. So yeah that that really held a held a special place for me as as a child it's like that first time seeing that fight that's pretty good yeah that's pretty good yeah yeah the first time i played uh was after watching my sister beat it a couple times okay and so i already knew like oh let me run through this knights of the round yeah fucking nine times or whatever you know i mean 13 times yeah well yeah bizarro uh, sephiroth dies in one summon i forget about safer sephiroth but yeah like it's it's, it's been a long fucking when you time. have knights of the round the game becomes too easy except yeah. for emerald and ruby weapon yeah because they'll still fucking wipe your whole team yep and then you actually have to bring them back up yep Ugh. final attack phoenix baby yeah yep. yep uh as for other games some of the some of the bosses in Symphony of the Night were really cool, but no one fight really sticks out to me. So like I want to to point one of those out, but now we're especially hype for me. <laughs> like Grand Falloon was cool, Gallimoth. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I, I want to point point one out, but I just can't. However, I will say in it was Portrait of Ruin? It was one of the mobile games. It may have been Dawn of Sorrow. When you're fighting against Dracula and Death at the same time, and then Death is like, yo, I can't do this. Dracula, you got it. And then Dracula absorbs Death, and you're like, oh, shit. 
Like, these are the two hardest bosses, and now they just fused? Oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I gotta give a shout-out to, in Order of Ecclesia, the crab boss. Not that it was a special boss fight. It was just fucking hard for no reason. And I don't know. <laughs> just really sticks with you. Oh, shit. Yeah. Man, I should run through some of these JRPGs I have on my computer. I have seven and eight, I'm pretty sure. Final Fantasy? Yeah. Yeah, I, I played through Final Fantasy VIII again last year. Mm-hmm. And it I don't know if it's because it was the PC port. Because I, I bought it on Steam. So I don't know if it was because it was the PC port. But it felt so much easier than when I played it before. I know part of it is because like, I just kind of knew what to do and where to grind and stuff. But I got from like level 40 to level 100 in like an hour oh good yeah it was ridiculous granted i knew where to grind it was down the island closest to hell and i knew like cheese strats for like (laughs) blowing through this shit real quick but still it's like yo that's that's a lot of experience yeah definitely yeah yeah i can't really think of any other any other boss fights that really stand out I'm surprised someone named Mike Tyson as being a as a favorite fight because fuck that guy, <laughs> fuck that game. Even like once you get past like the world circuit, that game just cheats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Trashy Monkey has a question that's kind of fitting for his name, but he asked simple one for you guys this week: paper or plastic? Aren't plastic bags outlawed in California? I mean, they have to be reusable and only at grocery stores. So, like, you have to pay 10 cents for them or however much, depending on the store. And they're bigger and stronger and quote unquote reusable. Like, they're not as nice as like the tote bag style. But yeah, you can reuse them. Okay. Well, uh, I prefer plastic because it's got handles on it and they don't tear as easily. Yeah. Like, I, I like the thought of paper, but f- fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, but now I'm using a reusable bag anyway. We've got, like, bigger tote-style bags, and I rarely need to use anything else. So I'm going to go with that. Canvas. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. My California is showing. Trevor Slattery asks, Chet, who is on your main team in Dragon Ball Fighters so far? Funny you should ask that, because I'm in the middle of selling my soul. My uh, my main team still right now is Goku, Goku, Goku. It's the team I said I was going to play is the team I'm playing right now. It's Goku, Goku, Goku. I got Goku Blue on point, because he's got a teleport backed up with two beam assists. Goku Black in the middle. Because he does well with an assist and can use meter effectively. And Super Saiyan Goku in the back. Because he doesn't really need any tools to be effective. He can just kind of do everything on his own. However, like I said, I'm in the middle of selling my soul. Because that team is solid. But it's too fair. The only, the only character out of that team that feels oppressive is Goku Black. And... I, don't know, I just can't do the same level of bullshit as some of the other characters when I'm running Goku Blue. 
So I'm in the middle of learning Android 16 and Cell just to make everyone else's life miserable. <laughs> like, I would have been playing 16 if I didn't want to do the meme team of Triple Goku. Like, I was going to be playing him regardless. And it turns out that he's, like, dumb good. So, yeah, I'm picking him up. And then Cell just shits out damage on everyone and has resets for days. So, yeah, I'm probably going to be running 16 Cell Goku Black. Mm, maybe as of next next week. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. But actually, that reminds me. That, that's, a, that's a great segue. I uh, had been... Not had been, but just last week. But also probably tomorrow, a.k.a. yesterday. <laughs> I've been going to Wednesday Night Fights. And uh, been uh, commentating there. So if you want to check that out, I'll be on the mic yesterday. <laughs> but I'll be, I'll be tweeting about it or in the Discord. So, you know, you'll, you'll probably hear from me before I go on stage again but uh yeah you know it's fun to commentate even if i kind of hate the game for dragon ball it's at least fun to watch so you know tune in for that (laughs) all right i'll I'll try and keep going with that in the future but uh yeah you know holla at your boy And then, you know, just tweet at level up the level up people and be like, oh, yo, Bushido Brown, that's my guy. Like, yo, yeah, yeah. Just so they they want to keep me around if I'm a fan favorite. You know how it goes. You know, play, play the system. And then Mello brings it down with a, with a real question about life. He said, my pet of over 10 years died today. Any similar experiences or ways to handle grief? And then Trevor Slattery comes in with the good advice with, remember all the good times, not the end of them. I, I don't know if we're actually good people to ask for this. Denzel, do you, how, do you, how do you handle loss and grief? Not well. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my mom passed away in 2015, and it was just a process, you yeah. know? Uh, you just kind of have to take it day by day, you know? I mean, as cliched as it sounds, just try to focus on trying to make each day better than the last. Mm. And yeah, you want to focus on the good memories uh, rather than like focusing on the fact that they're not around anymore. Right. Yeah. I personally haven't dealt with any strong grief like all of my grandparents are dead, but I was never that close with them. And I was kind of young when most of them passed. So it didn't really hit the same way. And like, I never really had any pets that were meaningful to me or anything like that. So, you know, the closest thing that I can say is like a bad breakup, but that's so not on the same level. I don't really have any, any means of, uh, Offering advice, but you know, it, it, I would say the, the cliched stuff is probably the truest, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things you just have to accept it and move along. Never forget them, but don't, don't dwell on the loss itself. Yeah. And it's okay to grieve. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't ever think like, oh man, well, fuck. 
I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, why? I'm such a bitch. Why am I sad? Like, nah, yeah, it's, 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 it's perfectly it's, normal. Yeah, totally natural. And with a pet, you know, some people will trivialize that as well because they're not human. But if that's been your best friend, like the, some someone that you've shared a bed with, someone that's lived in your house for 10 years, like, of course, you're going to be close with them. Yeah. 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 And since it is a pet, they're a little bit more replaceable. It may be a good idea to um, not replace them per se, but to have something else fill that gap. Yeah. Have a baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See you in nine months. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. But, sorry for your loss, pal. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about the loss of a pet. And I hope you're doing better, but that wraps it up for questions and comments for this week. Be sure to join the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Get at us for next week. Shit. Join the conversation. Let's get in the voicemail. Yeah. What up, nerds? It's the uh, stuttering EDH player again. I just heard your last episode. And one point in the show, you're talking about your ass house and how reality TV is trashy. And I agree. But there's one exception, and that is Survivor. If you ever watch newer seasons of Survivor, like like start from season 28 to the current season, it's actually mature a lot because they all the editing is all invested on the gameplay, not any no like stupid um, who kissed who, who wants to fuck each other. It's all about the game, and that's very fascinating because if you ever play Commander like Chet, you will. You see the parallels between EDH and Survivor. Anyway, good show, guys. Take care. Bye. Twenty-eight seasons plus. Yeah, that's Holy ridiculous. Fuck. I remember when I was a kid, and and Survivor had just started. Yeah, the first season I actually watched. Yeah, same. Where that fucking big, uh, big hairy guy won. Yeah, Richard. And then, oh my God! Here's a mind fuck. His son appeared on the show. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, it must have been ten or so years later. Damn. Yeah. All right. <laughs> really fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Damn. Oh. All right. Well, I had no idea that they had matured in Survivor. I haven't watched any of it in decades. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was like OG reality TV. Yeah, yeah, that was right at the beginning. Yeah, that Ugh. that in the real world are like the longest running shows. Reality for TV reality shows. shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think they even do the real world anymore, do they? They do. Oh wow! Yeah, I found that out pretty recently. That they're in, they're approaching like their thirty fourth season, something like that. Because they can do multiple seasons of this per year. Like they'll just. Get another cast. Yeah. And that's another season. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. The way that TV cycles work out is fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh, I, I was never a fan of reality TV, though. Like, it, No, me neither. Sometimes you just watch what's on. Yeah. But I, I even without watching the new seasons of Survivor, I can already tell what the parallels between that and like multiplayer magic would be because if you spend too much effort on one guy, then another dude's just gonna come in and fuck you. 
So I, I can see where uh, you don't want to stab someone's back too blatantly lest you leave your own back open. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Uh, one reason why I don't fuck with those competition reality TV shows is after, I want to say, like a few seasons appear, people are like actually preparing to go on to those yeah. shows. Like, oh, I've been living out in my backyard for the last two years for my opportunity to get on Survivor. Yeah. Like, shit like that. And it's like, damn, dog, that, that kind of takes the fun out of it for me as a viewer. Yeah. Uh, even though, like, granted, I don't watch the shows, so <laughs> they're not really for me. Right. So, But if I did like the shows, it would take out some of the fun because, oh, this guy's, like, prepared. Yeah. This is fucked. Yeah, like, they know what's coming. That, that happens with any, like competition or like game show like i remember watching deal or no deal with my parents and there was someone who went on there who had crunched the statistics behind which uh briefcase it's most likely to be now i think that's a foolhardy way to go about it because i imagine that it's just straight up random they're not going to pick 16 more than others and even if they did who's to say that today is that day so I feel like that was a foolish way to do it, but they just played it using the numbers game. And I think they ended up at ending pretty average because that's what happens when you do the statistics. You're going to end up average. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just a small update um, for the Patreon. Chet and I are working on another project called Heavyweight Delicious. Gee, yeah. It's uh focuses on food and beverage and travel and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recorded an episode over the weekend with my father and we'll be posting it. In, I don't know in the next week or so. We got drunk mid episode. Yes, we did. That was good. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite good. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed that. Let's see. What else is there? Oh, Kokenin, shout out to you. I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, he purchased me Super Seducer. Oh, man. So that's going on the, the 10 buck Patreon. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I can't wait to play that. Uh, Chet, you're going to sit in on that, right? I, I'm going to try and be there for this. All right. Excellent. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be an event, people. Uh, I, that's I something see you want to see. Become a Super Seducer. Yeah, so we're working on basically, I don't know, food stuff. Yeah. Food stuff. That's going to be fun. Um, That's going to be in the form of a podcast on the Patreon feed for patrons only. So the way that it's going to work is at least this month there are going to be two episodes. But normally it's going to be monthly. And we're going to focus, yeah, on food and beverage. That's really about it. Yeah. There's going to be some video component to it. Uh, we'll work out the details of that mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. when I talk to Chet about it because this is the first time I brought it up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I hope you guys listen to it. But uh, I, I I would just basically say we talk about a lot of side projects and like we want to do a lot of stuff. And if you enjoy our content, then it's going to be the same. Kind of quality, same kind of. Uh, it's more of what you like. If you if this is kind of the most general thing that we do, the Real Nerd Hours podcast. So if you want to see some of our more specialized stuff, it's coming. 
Yeah, definitely. We're we're putting in putting in the work. Yeah. Here. Here in my apartment. Trying to content. Yes, putting out content. Content content. Well, anyway, thanks everybody for listening to this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours. I've been Denzel. I've been Chet. You can follow the show on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can follow me on Twitter at ThatDenzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at BushidoBrownSD. Excellent. Excellent. You can join the conversation on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash realnerdhours. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. And again, you can support the show on patreon.com slash realnerdhours. Anything else? I think that does it. All right. Well, we'll see you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night. Hopefully with a guest. Hopefully. No promises. <laughs> I, I'm done making promises. Yep. I'm done. We're real bad at keeping them. Yeah, dog. I. Well, it'll happen when it happens. There you go. Peace. Later. Later.